heaved a sigh and dropped his snowball. Beth, the bitch, let the car lurch ahead on the drive, as if she might just leave him behind. Brian grabbed his stuff and ran for the car. Josh heard Beth Hyatt's voice. He heard the car door slam, and he heard the rabbit roar off. So much for the game. He crawled out of his hiding spot and went back around front. The parking lot was empty except for Oli's old rusted-out Chevy van. The next practice didn't start for an hour. The circular drive was deserted, the packed snow gleaming like marble. Josh peered at his watch. The numbers glowed green. 5.45. He looked down the street, expecting to see the lights of the minivan with his mom at the wheel. But the only lights glowed dimly out of the windows of houses down the block. The only sound was the cold wind rattling dry, bare branches. The sky was black. He was alone. Hannah nearly escaped. Her coat on, purse slung over her shoulder, she hurried down the hall toward the west side door of the hospital. She had to pick up Josh. They would stop and get a pizza, then go on to the sitters for Lily. After supper, she had to drive Josh to religion class. Dr. Garrison to ER. Dr. Garrison to ER. She could still get away. Craig Lomax was on duty tonight. There was no one here to see her escape. But guilt came directly on the heels of those thoughts. She had a duty, a bigger one, now that the hospital board had named her director of the ER. The people of Deer Lake depended on her. The page sounded again. Hannah heaved a sigh and felt tears warm the backs of her eyes. She was exhausted physically, emotionally. She needed this night off, a night with just herself and the kids, with Paul working late in his office, keeping his moods and his sarcasm away from the family. "'There you are!' the ER attendant blurted out as she skidded around the corner, the tails of her white lab coat sailing behind her. "'Can't Craig handle it? Maybe, but we'd rather have a higher life form with opposable thumbs. I'm not even on call tonight. I have to pick up Josh from hockey. Call Dr. Baskier. We did. He's in bed with Jurassic Park flu.' It won't take long, I promise. Famous last words, Hannah muttered. Her feet moved of their own accord as the wail of an ambulance sounded in the distance. What's coming in? she asked with resignation. Car accident. Some kid hit a patch of ice on Old Cedar Road and spun into a car full of grandmas. They flew too critical to Hennepin County Medical Center. We get the leftovers. Two grandmas with bumps and bruises and the college kid— Sounds like he's banged up pretty good. As they reached the combination nurse's station and admissions desk, Hannah leaned over the counter. Carol, could you please call the hockey rink and leave word for Josh that I'll be a little bit late? Maybe he can practice his skating. Sure thing, Dr. Garrison. As the doors to the ER slid open, a stretcher was rolled in carrying a young man in a neck brace. Blood ran down across his temple from a gash on his forehead. What have we got here? Hannah asked. Mike Chamberlain, 19. He's a little shocky, the paramedic said. Pulse 120, BP 90 over 60. Got a bump on the noggin and some broken bones. Craig Lomax cut her off on the way to the stretcher with a move as smooth as glass. I'll handle it, Dr. Garrison. You're off duty. Hannah bit her tongue and stepped back. There was no point in fighting with Lomax. She didn't want to be there anyway. Let him take the patient who would require the most time.
Treatment room three, guys, Lomax ordered and ushered them down the hall. A second ambulance had pulled into the drive and a heavyset EMT charged into the reception area. We've got a full arrest, she shouted. Ida Bergen, 69. We were bringing her in with cuts and bruises and bam, she grabs her chest and goes. The rest of her words were lost as the emergency room erupted into a whirlwind of sound and action. Orders shouted and relayed, the trauma cart and crash cart thundering into the treatment room. Standard ACLS procedure, guys, Hannah called out. Get me a 6.5 endotracheal tube. Let's get her bagged and get some air into her lungs. They worked on Ida Bergen for 40 minutes, pulling her out of the clutches of death, only to lose her again 10 minutes later. Hannah delivered the news to Ida's husband, Ed. His eyes brimmed with tears when she told him they had done their best, but had been unable to...